Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tip by Hornstein, no good. It's batted out to quickly. He chased it down. He drives, gets stripped, ball loose to Hart. In the lane, goes to the rim, the scoop, got it, in the foul. Josh Hart looking to the crowd saying, I represent you. This is Durden Sprague. LaFerrier to his left, coming in on Levi. LaFerrier to the doorstep, turned aside. And the Huskies have won the 70th B-Pod. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Now the lob to Thibel, the reverse, and spins it home. Matisse Thibel has 14. David the step back three, hits it. 24 in the quarter, 30 in the game. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. What is happening? So I have on my show sheet right here, 6 a.m. Right out of the gate. I've got mass shooting on college campus. That's an uplifting story. I've got uh, once-in-a-lifetime environmental disaster or aliens. Let's choose aliens, Bob. Let's go aliens. Door number three. (laughs) What a what a choice of topics that is. Isn't Seems it? like a little more uplifting than an entire community being poisoned for generations. Their water, their food, their soil, yeah, their yeah, city, their probably. City. Yeah, but don't worry. It's okay for them to go back. It's uh, it's all yeah. good. Don't worry about it. You're all good. Everything's cleared out. All the doctors and scientists have given it the two thumbs up. So what do we, do we end up uh, like? Do these companies ever get punished for this? No, no, not no, really. Just poison no, no, the yeah. world. And I was reading a story on it last night that there was a there's a gal who lives because they have a one mile evacuation radius around where the incident happened, mm-hmm. and the company came in and they're they're giving everybody one thousand dollar checks. Oh, that's so nice. Of them. One thousand uh, dollar, we you're distressed checks. They're a twenty five billion dollar company. It's so nice of them. <laughs> right. And there's a gal who uh, who had to go back to her house for documentation. And upon returning to her house, like her tongue started to feel numb, her eyes turned red. Yeah. Like, you know, not good stuff. Right. And then went back to like the community center or wherever the company was set up. And even though she lived in the one mile evacuation radius, they've so far denied her $1,000 distress check. Nice. It's like, okay, we're already off to a good start. I saw somebody that lives 20 <laughs> minutes away from that city and his, his dog got sick. 
And I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. There was another person who had to put down their cat because yeah. the company refused. The company said, we will not pay for your cat's medical treatments yet, but mm. we might in the future. And the medical treatments added up to about $19,000, and she couldn't afford that, and so had to put her cat down. I've seen a lot of politicians on both sides of the aisle get really upset that nobody's talking about this. <laughs> Where's all the outrage? Hey, we're talking about it, baby. And my response to all of those a-holes would be, what are you going to do to hold them accountable? <laughs> yeah, because I'd love to see what that is don't talk uh, about the cleanup don't talk about where the environmentalists are what are you going to do to hold that company accountable for transporting those goods and doing what you did to that city things are going great in the old usfa yeah, huh? they they really we're are. having it we had a great banner weekend we shot some stuff out of the sky though that was cool is there any concern at all that those really are aliens because the government didn't really outright say no well, they don't. They didn't they're like know. dancing yeah. around it. They said they're not going to rule anything out. Yeah, we're not ruling anything out. And then the 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 one of the defense secretaries <laughs> was like, "I don't think we need to be worried about aliens." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, you said you don't." Can, be. can we get a heads up here? All right, that's all I'm asking. If little green guys are coming, I just I want like a little bit of a forewarning. Don't don't spring this one on me at the last second. Just load okay? up on Reese's pieces. We'll all be okay. <laughs> Do you think we'd get a heads up if aliens? No. Hell no. No chance we'd get a heads up. We just up. like deal with it on your own? 100%. Really? 100%. They don't want, they don't want, dude, the last time we freaked out, we bought all the toilet paper. Remember that? That's yeah. how we respond yeah. to crisis. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We buy a lot of toilet paper. Did you ever see the movie Contact with Jodie Foster? Yes. Great movie. And you remember once the word got out, out by where they had all those giant telescopes, mm -hmm. satellite telescopes? And all the loonies can't imagine that. Yeah. Like across the country. Times a billion. My wife, we were watching the show uh, Last of Us on HBO. It's a. Uh, I've heard of that, yes. It's, it's, Isn't it based on a video game? It's based on a video game. Uh, it follows the exact storyline, and it's got great acting in it. And my wife and I watched the first episode. And she goes, I hate these shows. Because the first episode's pretty intense. Very it, intense. It's kind of the backstory, yeah. it sets it up. The. Judgment Day essentially coming. Yeah, yeah, basically sets the in scene. In some form or another. Right, sure. and uh, she goes, I hate these shows. And I was like, why? And she goes, because I watch them and I, I know I would die very fast and I wouldn't <laughs> be able to defend my children. <laughs> like, hey, what about me? I'm here. Am I good for nothing? And what, I, I chop liver over here? And I said, you know, I actually hate watching zombie shows too because that would happen to me too. <laughs> No, you're fast. You'd run away. They couldn't catch you. Dude, no. Those zombies are like superhuman strength and speed. Faster zombies than normal? Yes. They're okay. not just, oh. Well, that does change. That changes the equation a little bit, yeah. When they're when they're fast, like 4-4 four, four zombies, yeah. then we're all screwed. That's what it was. It was a bunch of Mike Vicks out there. Yeah, but if, if you give me like the thriller video zombie, like slowly sauntering around town, I, I could survive forever off of those I guys. always wonder how people, yeah, because I like- How um, do they get faster? That's what I want to know. Night of the Living Dead, right? An old yes. classic. I watched that years and years ago, and I, I wondered how anybody got killed by those things. They're just like slow trotting. Unless they sneak up on you while you're sleeping. One of their legs always just gets dragged as they walk. <laughs> they don't bend two knees. Like, 
how do you get caught by that? You can't. You shouldn't be able to. I could to. backpedal faster to get away from you than you can walk. <laughs> I mean, the old, sure, but the youngs, no, we'd be yeah. fine. You couldn't catch us. It'd be easy. Yeah, especially in a car. You just run them over, too. <sighs> They're not jumping up. They don't have superhuman strength and verticals and speed. You can take those guys out easily. That's Life's true. better in the sports bubble. It's just better in the sports bubble. <laughs> you don't like getting out of the sports bubble and seeing how awful our society is? Nah, it no. was, the Super Bowl was a nice distraction from a uh, climate disaster where people are being poisoned and potentially aliens this weekend. Yeah. I thought, what a fitting time for aliens to invade. Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Would anybody notice? No. Or are we no, all since just... there was nearly 120 million of us <laughs> yeah. watching the damn thing. I mean, you got to give the aliens credit on that. Brilliant timing. If you're coming to town, Super Bowl Sunday is probably the best day to do it. Well, it's the time to hit us, for sure. 100%. We're drunk. Yeah. We're lazy. We're yes. full. We're fat. And like we're, we're all laying on the couch. Exactly. I'm just going to roll over and be like, just end it already. I'm too full. <laughs> Come on, aliens. Come probe me. Come on in, baby. Oh, what? Whoa, what happened yeah. there? It's a close game in the fourth quarter. Don't bother but me. But we right? lose our minds over a little yellow hanky coming out in the last two minutes. So <laughs> I know. That's the thing that pisses us off. And it's not a, tr a train derailment. It's not aliens. Who can you make that call? <laughs> More people gunned down on a campus. No, that flag oh, shouldn't have been man. thrown. <laughs> I'm not overlooking the fact that you just asked an alien to probe you, by the way. Well, come on. Don't, don't distract me from the game here. We got a 35-35 game with two minutes to go, all right? I don't want to be taken up into the ship yet. I want to see how the game ends. I feel like you just be on the couch getting ooh. probed like, ooh, ooh hello, hello. hello. <laughs> I'm like Stifler and uh, Road Trip. Oh, hey, oh, that felt good. All right, what happened there? <laughs> Caught me by surprise. Oh, my God. Well, happy Tuesday to everybody. Happy hey, Valentine's Day, everybody. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> hey, it is happy Valentine's Day. It's the day of love. What a lovely day this <laughs> is. It's a lovely Tuesday. Speaking of Mother probes, Nature offering some snowflakes <laughs> for you this morning. <laughs> what? I said, speaking of probes, <laughs> it is the day. I didn't have much snow where I live. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I, had a, uh, I had a dusting. There was some wet snow on the car. As I uh, went out there too, but it was not. I didn't have to scrape. It was just. Oh uh, yeah, mine melted when I turned my car on. Yeah, and the streets were great. The streets I mean, were this, fine. Twenty six was fine. Yeah. We we this is good. We, I, I'm done. I like I've I've mentally moved on already from the season. I'm ready for the next one. Oh, I was you. It was a lot of restraint last week when we had those fifty five degree sunny days for yeah. you not to oh, do your not early declaration of seasons changing. Now I feel like the earliest I could do that is the end of February. I, I didn't I, think I, about that. He did. Yes, do that last he restrained week. himself. Yeah. I also saw that there was... Because you guys both talked about playing some golf. We and did. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Well, I'm, Friday's supposed to be nice and sunny. I think I might get out, try and get I out I got Friday. a tea time Thursday. There you go. Going to go play Thursday. I'm playing Saturday, too. So, I mean, we're, you know, we're getting there. But I, I, when you have snow in the looming forecast, potentially, you can't quite yeah. go to spring predictions yet. And I don't like to jump the gun. Late February is usually my go zone. Hold on. <laughs> late late February is totally acceptable. Early February, it's too soon. It's not quite we're not quite there yet. First of all, it's mid February. February is the shortest month of the year. I guess it is yes, literally we are halfway the middle through. of February. It is the it? midpoint. Yeah. It is yeah, it's exactly what the, hell the midpoint. Happened? What's going on? Right. You woke up and it's the middle of February. Well, Second, that's what the NFL did. They added a week and they moved everything back. You claim you don't call it early. No, I'm I am i am right.
Look, right down the line. Buddy, we got like two days of snow last year after you called it. Well, that was BS, okay? That's not on me. <laughs> if we're going to get snowstorms in April, there's nothing I can do about this, all right? Enough of that crap. <laughs> remember that? It snowed for a – we had a snowstorm in April last year. Yeah, I do remember because we had yeah. just started at Persimmon. And the, they had to close the course down for two days. We're like, wow. We were all excited to go start playing golf. Like, this is great. And it's the course is closed. Yeah, I remember you. some chilly nights at the old Hops ballpark in April Man. going, what are you people doing sitting this, down there? How is this a thing? Where? Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, and then we'll go. Where do you think – I was thinking about this this weekend because I'm really – I'm not going to – I'm a coward. You know, I'm a big talker. Not really going to – a lot of follow-through here. I'm tired of the cold. I'm 36. I, I, I like warm weather, and I like it year-round. We all do. <laughs> but I hate I hate really extreme heat. And so, like, where is the perfect place San to San Diego. Live? I don't San think it is San Diego. <sighs> Good luck cost of living there. Well, uh, let's be realistic if, here. If, if you're looking at weather-wise. My brother makes a ton of money. My oldest brother. Yeah. And he has interviewed three different times for jobs in the San Diego area because he is destined to try to live there, even though he never will. And every time he comes back, he basically is like, yeah, for a million dollars, I get a three-bedroom, two-bath, standard effing house. <laughs> and I got to live in La Jolla. Yeah. La Jolla. Whatever La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. Which is like a suburb, I guess, of San Diego. I've never been to San Diego, but it's a suburb. And I just yeah, it's, like, it's a little north up the coast. The weather seems awesome, obviously, but there's no realistic chance of living down there unless you make... Buco bucks. Yeah, you got to be living large to make it to make it swing down there the way you would want to. Because I think you would get down there and it would suck to like live in some suburb where you're not quite as close. I mean, you know, the weather would be great. Don't get me wrong. The warm weather year round would be amazing. But it's not quite the sandy. Like you're when you paint a picture in your head, you're picturing San Diego, pretty close to the beach. Walk to go get some street tacos. You might not get that where you can afford to live. Like our old intern Marcus Greaves is an anchor down in San Diego, and he's been down there for a few years, and I. I've, I wonder, like, I think he's almost 30. No, maybe he's like 25, 26. I can't remember. He's somewhere in the high 20s to maybe 30. Like, I think he lives in a house with like five people. <laughs> that sounds about right. And I'm not saying he's not enjoying his life, but when you're almost 30 and doing that, that, that kind of sucks, right? It's one thing when you're a year out of college for two or three years, like, hey, let's find our way here. But the, right. the older you get, quickly that clock starts. You want your, your own head. space and yes. you get to the end. But it, I don't know if what can yeah, you I know, afford. Yeah, you got you got two kids and you need like I'm at a point where it's like all right I just need like a little one bedroom condo I might be able to scale <laughs> you can do it a down. studio man you yeah. got a Murphy bed exactly <laughs> you could totally could I would have a Murphy bed studio if I was you I'd just live that life give I love me a that. loft uh, near the beach and yeah a little kitchenette next to your exactly. bed exactly can I have a balcony incher? to stick my Traeger that's pretty much the only thing <laughs> you I'm stick really... your Traeger wherever you want to stick your Traeger it's <laughs> Valentine's Day buddy somebody said uh, you smoke your meat you're describing where everybody wants to live so it's going to cost quite a bit get in line but that's my point is there another san diego that no. doesn't no i mean i'm sure you can find somewhere with decent weather that's not expensive to live can you give me a place well i to me i think like now it still gets a little chilly in the winter but like the carolinas aren't bad yeah, but you got hurricane season. That's what I. There's no hurricane like, season yeah. in San I'm, Diego. I'm just throwing out. I, well, sure, if you want a cheaper place to live, I'm giving you a cheaper place to well, live. I understand that. 
You throw it out, I'm going to nitpick it. <laughs> okay, yeah. go ahead. Have fun living in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> if I could afford it, brother, I would. Yeah, that's the tough part is you want good weather year-round in a lot of places. Like, even here, sometimes it gets a little too hot during the summer. But the the dream is to be a snowbird. The dream is to go somewhere in the winter and return to Portland in the summer. Yeah, that's just not realistic for my life. No, no, it's not. But that's the way to do it. Dare to dream, dare to dream. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you uh, get everybody some uh, sweet sweethearts and some cards and some flowers and some chocolates. I know Swigard's a big Valentine's Day guy. And uh, I'm a little disappointed we didn't come in with chocolates on our desk. Nobody shot me with an arrow yet. No. Where's Cupid at this morning? Well, the aliens are coming. It's a probing arrow. So be careful. for shortage or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot to get to today. Samus Findiari is host of the Light Years podcast. He covers the Golden State Warriors. He's going to join us at 8.30 for the Daily Ticker, so we'll move it back an hour. And uh, we'll start with some Super Bowl leftovers. I got some leftovers from the Super Bowl I want to get to, and we'll start there. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Tuesday on 1080. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. We have a lot to get to today. Let's start with some Super Bowl leftovers. So yesterday was leg day. As you can imagine, my my legs are quite (laughs) sore. It hurts to go to the bathroom. It hurts to sit down and do a radio show. But we tough it out and we move on and we keep building these quads, baby. And yesterday I'm at the gym, and I'm dying in between reps. I'm breathing hard. <sighs> Life sucks. And I look up at the TV, and I start chuckling to myself. Like, legitimately, I was like, because <laughs> I look at the TV, and in between the sets, I think of dirt. Because the headline on my TV said, how do you split the credit for the Super Bowl between Reed and Mahomes? <laughs> and first take was debating who deserved more pieces of the pie. I mean, come on. Who's going to get more pie? And all I could think about was you raging somewhere <laughs> if you saw that headline. Because <laughs> that's right up your avenue. There were, that, that is right up my avenue. That kind of stuff drives me nuts. And then there's the head coach naming the play after a delightful food. And that's right up my avenue, too. Did you see that story? The breed? Yeah. Did he call it cheeseburgers? No, the, the two touchdowns that they scored on the little motion and go back the other direction, he was asked after the game, what'd you, what'd you call that play? You put it in this week. And he said, we called it a corn dog. 
<laughs> corn dogs are delightful. Put a little mustard and ketchup on them. They're great. And I, I think it was Peter King doing the interview, and he was like, well, what? so he just says corn dog in the huddle? He's like, yeah, corn dog was the play. So the, the, the corn dogs decided the outcome of that Super Bowl. I don't get why more coaches don't. I, like, I understand it. You don't want, like, trigger words or words that would be easy to identify in, in formation settings. But Well, you just change them up every week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, this whole, like, ZX90 spread, 2XY, double <laughs> input, now, go, on three, on three. Like, what do we need to name that crap for? How about we go falafel? How about we go corn dog? Oh, I love mm. a good falafel. Right? A good falafel is yeah. solid. I haven't had a good corn dog in a long time. Neither have I, and they're delightful. Everybody likes a good corn dog. I gotta see if that corn dog place finally opened up by my house. Oh, that's right, over on the two west hands, side, the Korean corn dogs. Our good friends and two hand corn dogs. <laughs> Swag here for two handed corn dogs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? Say it. No, it's no. Valentine's Day. No, we're all good. <laughs> but love in here. Nothing Show them love. how much you really care by putting two hands on that corn dog. <laughs> that's when you know it's special. I think you need that endorsement. I think it'd be a great endorsement. I'd, I'd root for you on that one. I just, I hate how we have to do this. I, you know what I will say? I'm glad at least that we're not, and this is funny how we treat different quarterbacks differently, right? Jalen Hurts was incredible, and he deserves credit for the way that he played. Like, he, we shouldn't, there should be no criticism of him. The Eagles losing that game was not his yeah, fault. Yeah, he scored 35 points. Not his, I mean, the fumble was a little weird. That was a strange play, but those kind of things are going to happen from time to time. Like, he was lights out. My biggest fear going into the game was that we were going to get an elite performance from Patrick Mahomes, but it wasn't going to be enough because Philadelphia was just the better team, and then that would lead to more, well, can he win the big one again? All right, he's only got one. And we would have had to go through all that stupid nonsense. And I love that at least we're we're not doing that to Jalen Hurts because it's stupid. Like we, the, the second Mahomes lost to Tom Brady, the whole takeaway was he can never be better than Brady because he lost to him head-to-head, despite the fact that he didn't have an offensive line. How about we provide a little bit of context for losing in situations like that? How about they both deserve credit? How about the defense deserves credit for the way that they played in the second half for a scoop-and-score fumble in the first half? How about Travis Kelsey, maybe the greatest tight end of all time, deserving a little bit of credit? I hate that we have to do this after big games. Well, the other thing I don't, I'm not a fan of, and by the way, you say Jalen Hurts. Like I, I'm with you. I haven't heard a whole lot of, I don't know, can he win the big one because he did score 35 points and he played a pretty fantastic football game. But in the same in the same way, though, like, are we? We don't know if the Eagles are getting back there. That no. might have been it for them. We don't know. You never That's know. the crazy thing. They're going to lose some guys to free agency. Now they're, they got a lot of draft capital. Mm-hmm. They've they're incredibly well managed, as you noted yesterday on the show. They just lost their OC. Might but, lose their DC. Yeah, yeah. I think Gannon's going to stay, but you know the OC is gone for sure. He was announced as the Col- uh, the Colts head coach this morning, but. Like, we just, I think that's the tough thing. Jalen Hurts played a fantastic football game. I, I don't, I really don't know if I'll see them in the Super Bowl again. But I also probably would have said that after their Super Bowl win against the Patriots a year later when it, you know, fast forward and they come up short against the Saints and you start to hear all these rumblings that Wince isn't the guy and the Foles thing's hanging over him and Peterson's not, you know, the whole thing just crumbled so quickly. I wouldn't have picked them to be here this fast. But realistically, the NFL is just not a, a league where you have a lot of teams reign supreme. And so, like, Jalen Hurts, I'm glad I'm with you. I'm glad there, there aren't any narratives about him. But I don't know if he'll ever get there again. He might not because it's incredibly hard to win in the NFL. Which I, I think that that's the thing for me. You know, the, 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 the questions they ask on shows like that of 
credit who deserves it like that it's ridiculous it's 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 really stupid to me yes it is and i i also don't like like with mahomes getting a second one he almost got a third and as you you've highlighted we've highlighted like a frank clark offsides away from maybe having even four imagine if he had four in his first five years he doesn't but he has two what i don't like is the instant where does he rank like I just I don't remember ever in my head whether I was a kid, a teenager in my young 20s. And then, of course, first take it blows up and it becomes debate TV shows. I just don't remember doing that. Maybe maybe we talked about who we thought was better playing. Like we had legitimate arguments at my high school about is Co- is LeBron already better than Kobe? Because sure. LeBron came in in 03 and Kobe was pretty well established by then. Already had a couple championships. Yeah, and saying, you know, most a lot of people in my high school like, no, hell no, man, Kobe's he's the next Jordan. Some people like, I don't know, man, LeBron's pretty special. Like those debates existed. But I don't I don't think anybody I don't remember ever going, I don't know, where does he rank all time? It's like <laughs> how how do you do that? I He's has he has an all time start to a career. That's all I know, and I know he's special and he plays the position differently than we've ever seen. That's about as far as I go. I don't dive into the what pantheon, what tier is he, who's he behind, what's he need to pass. Like, can we just watch the career without getting so far ahead or wondering where the history of it all is going to stack up? I just think it's ridiculous. It, it is so funny that we do it. And it, it, is, is he on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks yet? Is he quite in that conversation? Like, that's People a, already playing that That's game. immediately where we have to go to. The, the funniest part about it for me, and I always love bringing this up, like we, we try and have debates without a complete picture. The story's not finished. Is Mahomes going to win five more? I two think the more, assumption during one his, more. Yeah. Not, he might not win another one. But nobody would believe that. Sure, nobody would. But it's the NFL. When Dan Marino went early in his career, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If you would have told people the first year that he got there, hey, he's never going to get back to another Super Bowl. Nobody would have ever believed you. If I would have told you that about Aaron Rodgers when he beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl early in his career as a starter. So this dude's never going to go back. Well, uh, not never because his career's not done, but maybe never go back to another Super Bowl. You wouldn't have believed me then. Like, of course, Rodgers at some point will get back to another one. I don't know if he'll win. We're bringing this up with Philadelphia. Like, these th- like for, for Kansas City and how good they were and how great their season was, despite losing Tyreek Hill, the injury late in the season and all that, you still got to get breaks, man. Like, his injury happened. Chad Henney led a touchdown drive against Jacksonville. Let's not overlook that fact. Longest in playoff history Like, for the a Chiefs. 95-97-yard drive, whatever it was. That was a huge factor it in that game. 99. 99 yards. <laughs> you had an out-of-bounds call hit against Mahomes late in that game when he's hobbling around. That Yes, it was the right call, but if he doesn't get hit late out-of-bounds, do you kick the game-winning field goal? Maybe they lose in the AFC Championship game. I didn't mind the call that much at the end of the game, but if they don't throw that flag, Kansas City kicks a field goal, Philadelphia might go down the other way and score a touchdown and win the damn game. Like We always feel like it's a, it's a foregone conclusion, and it never is. I have no problem debating current players against other current players because I'm watching them with my eyes on the same field compete against each other. Like Damian Lillard or Kyrie Irving, who's better? Like That's a debate we can have. Damian Lillard or somebody from 1974, it's a little more difficult because his career's not done in terms of the all-time conversation, and you don't get to see him play at the same time. The, the all-time stuff drives me nuts. If you want to debate Mahomes or Allen or 
Joe Burrow, let's go for it. Let's have fun with it. You can look at different numbers. They're playing in the same era. They're playing similar defenses. We can, you know, debate the weapons that they have around them. Like, that's a valid conversation to have. The all-time stuff is stupid, and I hate how we rushed immediately to it in sports media. I have a question about Patrick Mahomes that I want to ask on the other side, and I'll tell you what that is. We'll get to the Blazers at some point today as well, but we've got some Super Bowl leftovers that we're starting with today. And we're back with a Patrick Mahomes question. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There's a lot of good pieces out there. By the way, we got the mail sack today, so get those mail sack questions into the new fan text line, 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6326. Our number officially changed yesterday exactly at this time when we found that out. And uh, get your mail sack questions in. There's a lot of pieces on Mahomes, Dirt, about, you know, that all-time stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a really good piece by Kevin Clark of The Ringer who Patrick Mahomes said his team didn't play well in the first half because they weren't playing with joy. And they're led by joy. And a lot of that comes from Mahomes. And Kevin Clark says, there is an innocence to his game that almost no one else possesses. Mahomes has a childlike wonder that pulses through his style of play combined with a grown-ass man's ability to actually do it. If a young child designed how he wanted to play this game, uh, he would specialize in the type of throws Mahomes makes, (laughs) throwing on the run Mm -hmm. or throwing out of a sack or inventing a new arm angle because you have to. But most quarterbacks lose that innocence because they have to. They become more boring because they simply aren't capable of being anything else. And I, it's a really good read about him growing up and his dad discovering that he's got this cannon of an arm and, how he's kind of become what he's become. I got to ask this question because you had this with one player and I'm wondering, will you get it again? We sometimes end up disliking athletes when they're too great. You hate Tom Brady (laughs) because Tom Brady's too great. Tom Brady wins and Tom Brady every year is in the, at least the final four of football, if not winning the damn championship. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you ever envision yourself getting there with Mahomes? Because I read this piece yesterday, and that particular part, I when I've never in a game 
even in the Super Bowl when he beat my team, I've never in the game been like, I hate this guy. He's smiling. <laughs> he's goofy. He does incredible plays when you least expect it. The arm angles, everything Clark highlighted there. Could you envision yourself hating Patrick Mahomes at some point in his career? I mean, there might be there. There we might get to a point where eventually you get tired of it if he wins at such a high level. Um, I, I think a lot of the hate for Brady in New England, and not just for myself but others, it, it wasn't just about the fact they were so good, although that was certainly the driving force behind it. I mean, there were also cheating scandals, and they filmed the Rams practice, and that helped them win a Super Bowl, and the whole Deflategate nonsense, which I didn't buy much into. But there was always, it always felt like something going on. There was always some sort of noise off the field with them. And I think that built, that built into this evil empire narrative. And they were around for essentially 20 years. Like, that's an insane run. For, for Mahomes and Andy Reid to do this, you're looking at an, a, essentially another 16 years of consistent AFC title trips, of Super Bowls. Like, that's, that's what New England did to the NFL for the better part of two-plus decades. And we'll see if Kansas City can get there. Could, you know, mentally, could I go to a place where eventually I'm like, dude, all right, you've won like seven Super Bowls. I've had enough. Like, of course I can eventually get there. But there's also an aspect of it for me where he's more enjoyable to watch than Tom Brady. This isn't like an all-time GOAT conversation because, again, those are dumb. We don't know what his career is going to look like when it's all over. I, I truly enjoy watching him play football because I think he is one of one. I think he plays the game a way that really nobody else does. He makes throws that essentially on a regular basis no other quarterback consistently does. And so to, to the boy-like wonder, he's not screaming and yelling at teammates. He's not complaining at officials the entire game. It's a little weird with his mouthpiece that he chews on. He's got a bit of a Steph Curry vibe. There's a Steph Curry thing. Sticks there. out his tongue a little bit, so he's got an MJ vibe there. But there's nothing that he really does that bothers me. And there were always little ticks here or there with Brady, on top of the fact that I just hated the New England Patriots. So it was like a double whammy. I love Andy Reid. How do you not love Andy Reed. It's Andy Reid. Like the guy, if any coach in NFL history deserves their flowers for how good of a coach they've been, but were held down by, you know, lack of success at certain positions, mm -hmm. Andy Reid is the coach that deserves this. And so I, it's going to take me a while to get tired of Kansas City. Yeah, the Reid thing, I, I thought about that yesterday after the show. And, you know, I heard Sukanik talking about Reid and Belichick because they were doing, I think they might have been doing Stockwatch. But um, I think Sukanik said something like, come on, he's not. It's a different sphere with Belichick. Belichick is 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 obviously the best, but I I said this yesterday. I, I just if Reed would have had the yes. quarterback in yes. Philly, I just I That's really why these debates are dumb. That it is. I mean, it is kind of dumb. He's basically offensive Belichick. Yeah. To be fair to him. And in the prime of Belichick's coaching career, he got paired up with one of the all-time great quarterbacks, and Andy Reed got his at the age of sixty. Yeah, I mean, because he had McNabb, and we all thought McNabb might be what Mahomes is, but then like. Five straight trips, and you only get to one Super Bowl. You realize, like, okay, that's he, not the guy, and he's throwing up in the huddle because he's either drunk or he's nervous. Go look at his numbers too. I know it was a different era, but go look at his numbers. Really, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, I mean it's like twenty touchdowns and fourteen. They picks. were an amazing number. I I misremembered <laughs> his career one hundred percent because I I remember the juke in Chicago, and I'm like I remember him playing at Syracuse for God's sakes. I'm old enough to say I watched Donovan McNabb play basketball at Syracuse, chucking it up to Marvin Harrison like he had some incredible <laughs> throws in college. He did. He had a big cannon, but he was never as good as I thought he was in the moment. He's got a guy, and what are they doing? They're doing nothing but winning. So I I actually don't think. The all-time stuff, like, yeah, I'm not going to change minds here, but I think if you're honest, Reed's done some historical things. He just didn't have his guy at that position, which obviously nobody's going to win in this league without that guy. But I, I was thinking of other athletes that I 
I was never a big Kobe guy. Part of that was the Laker thing. I hate the Lakers. He's accused of certain things, too. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that yeah, I, that was always weird. That was a weird thing, but I'm just sure. talking about the career. And also, he just didn't play stylistically a game of basketball that I enjoy personally. It's not the kind of way I would want to play or would want my favorite player to play. Um, so there was always kind of that thing. And then you get, you know, rivaled up against guys I did like. So I always felt like, oh, I got to root against him. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I remember Jordan. I, I hated Jordan when I was old enough to really follow basketball consistently. I hated Michael Jordan. <laughs> now, like, I, I appreciated the greatness. Don't get that wrong. You knew he was the best player. But damn it, it was the New England thing. It's like, oh, of course, they're going to win every year. Here comes Chicago again. And then you watch him play the Pacers in 1998, and you're like, it's finally going to happen. He's getting dethroned. And they win in game seven. And I'm just like, I remember being a kid going, this is bull, man. The refs (laughs) want him to win. Like, I just, I ended up going against it. And I was wondering, reading Kevin Clark's piece yesterday, I don't think I ever will do that to athletes again, even if they're not my favorite player. Like Giannis, you just go through the current crop of athletes that I personally enjoy. There's a ton of them, and I I don't think I'm going to do that to greatness anymore. I'm 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 taking every year I can from these athletes that they give it to us. It's a good stand to take. We should never take greatness for granted. I I think the the thing that impresses me most about what Kansas City and Mahomes were able to do, not only this year in the playoffs, but this year as a whole is essentially revamp their offense and change the way that they do things, right? I mean, Andy Reid at the age of, what is he, 64, whatever he is now, he's getting up there in age. Yeah, 64, 65. 64. Mahomes has been a starting quarterback for five or six years. They they took the NFL by storm with this rocket arm quarterback who could throw it all over the place, bombs that you've never seen before, like just insane numbers. His, his numbers, his first year as a starter, it's maybe one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a starting quarterback. They went on to lose in the AFC title game that year, but it wasn't the offense. His fault. They, of course, win the Super Bowl the next year, but then the next two years were, were kind of about them having to refine their way, right? I mean, their offensive line gets blown up. They lose that Super Bowl. Last year, you get to the AFC title game, and what did Cincinnati do? They dropped eight, eight guys into coverage on every play in the second half. Kansas City couldn't run the football. And Mahomes didn't have the patience to just take stuff underneath, just move the chains. He kept trying to make big play after big play, and then he threw a couple of inexplicable interceptions. And so it even it just is a good reminder in the game of football that even for a guy like Andy Reid, who has done all that you could do as a head coach, for a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, due to that point, had already won a Super Bowl. He had already won an MVP. He had been to four straight AFC title games. They found a way to reinvent their offense this year. And it's incredible that you can still do that. Their success rate in this game as an offense was 57.1. The only offense that's ever had a higher success rate, according to you know the, one of those metrics you look at, was the 2007 New Orleans Saints at 62.7. They're the greatest offense in football history for me. It's, like it's all time, ins- not just this year, in this run, in this five-year run, it's the greatest offense I've ever seen. Their pass rate in the game was 66, uh, 66.7, again, only ranking behind New Orleans, who was at 71.8. And the other part of it that I think was the eye-opener for me was reading through some of the metrics on it. Nearly 80% of his passes were within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. But they understood that was their game plan. Philly's got this great pass rush. we got to get the ball out quick. What else did they do in the second half? They, they found a way to run the football. They couldn't run the football the last couple of years, and it bit them in moments. you got a team in Cincinnati last year who's dropping eight in the coverage, and you can't run the ball on them in the second half. They ran the ball efficiently and effectively. And they who was out- the running back? <laughs> a seventh-round draft pick. A seventh-round quarterback before. <laughs> converted to running back. Don't ever, ever 
draft a running back in the first three rounds no. of the NFL draft ever again. If Isaiah Pacheco or pay one big money, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you, not did they it. not prove that this year? It's but that's also the that's kind of the Mahomes thing though, Dirt. The beauty of Mahomes is that he they can get away with that, whereas we say don't ever do it. Teams can't do that. The Giants are nowhere near where they were this year without Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Now, you can say they shouldn't have drafted him second overall. You're probably right, but they're not what they are this year without Saquon Barkley. Yeah, a really good year. There's only so many teams that can get away with drafting an Isaiah Pacheco and putting him at at running back and starting in the Super Bowl. It's because you got Mahomes as your quarterback, and nobody's ever going to key on stopping the running game. 100%. You're worried about Mahomes constantly. I just the, the way that they reinvented themselves as an offense from where they even were three years ago. And Mahomes had comments to that point after the game where he said, well, I'm glad that we went through the losses. I'm glad that we had to go through those growing pains because it helped us evolve. It helped us get better. And that, to me, was what m- was most impressive, is that even for the best of the best, they're finding ways to improve. They're finding ways to evolve. And you always have to do that in the NFL or any level of football if you want to have success. He has a quote in that Clark piece where he says, I I just hear his voice when I read the quotes from him. And it's like, I wish I could make it easier, but I feel like I play better when we're down. (laughs) (laughs) He chuckled. And that was kind of their story this year, too. They were really good, but they were down a lot in a lot of games. Uh, in the Super Bowl included, and they came back from a 10-point deficit. I'll put a poll question on this. Do you ever envision yourself hating Patrick Mahomes in his career? I just don't know if his style of play lends itself to saying, ah, F this guy. Now, if your team's going against him, you don't want him to win, but that's not the same thing as, as not liking the player. People legitimately hate Tom Brady, but Mahomes does it so differently and uniquely that I wonder if he is kind of exempt from that kind of treatment from sports fans. The only negative about him is his damn family. That's about it. Did you see Jackson in the background on the NFL Network? Oh, yeah. Oh, TikTok yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. His wife prominently placed behind him. You know what, though? He's got a great support system. <laughs> Did you see his dad smoking a Philly blunt? <laughs> Did he? They caught him in the in the tunnel, and he famously in Cincinnati. Yeah. We're smoking that Joe Burrow. <laughs> they said, what are you smoking out? We're smoking that Philly. <laughs> like, having God. fun, man. Let's go. He is a great guy, man. Pat Mahomes Sr. Uh, good piece on Patrick Mahomes. He wins another Super Bowl, uh, adding to the uh, the already great start to a legacy. All right, we play our Kevin Dew song. We'll dive into some Blazer stuff. We'll get to that next. The Trailblazers get a win last night against the Lakers, 127 to 115. Dame gets a 40 piece. Matisse Thibault is now the future 3 and D player we've always longed for. Probably give him a max contract at this point. I sense a hint of sarcasm in your voice. None. I think you're poo-pooing on Matisse Thibault. No, but I watched this game, and I I said yesterday they were going to lose. I couldn't have been more wrong. They trounced the Lakers. Lakers just didn't show up. They didn't show up, but damn, that, that was fun watching them just run and gun. Imagine that I tell... The Los Angeles Lakers brass and even LeBron in a room, a closed-door room, and I go, hey, the biggest player Portland's going to trot out is Drew Eubanks tonight, <laughs> and Anthony Davis is going to be completely irrelevant. I know what his stat line was. It's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the worst 2020 game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, 19 and 20. <laughs> I saw a lot, of our, a lot of our listeners bet his point totals over, thinking he's a foot taller than everybody else on the floor, and nobody will be able to stop him. Bobby Marks said during the trade deadline, he's as untouchable or as untradeable, excuse me, as Ben Simmons. And that means like Holy nobody would want him. I, I really do think he's done that to himself. Wow. 
Uh, he can't stay healthy. He's just not an impact player the same way, man. No, he is not. I, I would rather trade for him than Ben Simmons, but I, I see the larger point from Bobby. Yeah, he's an Eeyore. An Eeyore? He's a bit yeah. of an Eeyore. Mm. He said he wasn't uh, poo-pooing LeBron's record-breaking night. He was mad they were losing. Ah. I cared about winning. He didn't really seem to care last night because no. he showed no effort, and he was the only star on the floor for them. And uh, yeah, They got a ring out of it. You know, It's not going to work out, but they got a ring out of it sure. at least. Uh, but they win last night. Matisse Thibault, big night. Shaden Sharp, a nice big night. And I want to give a quick shout-out, former co-worker, Demers pretty good on the television set, filling in for old Ke- uh, Kevin Calabro. Yep. Yeah, he did the game on Friday night, Saturday yeah, night, whatever night they played. Uh, he did that one as well. And so, yeah, shout-out to Demers. It's always funny to see a 1080 The Fan legend on the on the call of a Blazer game. Dare I say, I, I, don't, know if this, I don't know if this is a compliment or a, a diss. I don't mean it to be a diss. I think he's better TV than radio. I think TV's just easier than radio. Is it? I think so. I, I don't do play-by-play, so I don't it know. Just, it, it, it's, it, it, it's less. It's different. It, it's vastly different. It is. You yeah, got to paint the whole picture on radio. It's, yeah, it's so, you. True. And, you, and your, your color guy is more of the, the star than... On the TV on side, the, yeah. On the TV side. On the radio side, you've got to talk more because you have to paint that picture. That I mean, that's true, but, like, what I meant by that comment was more like he just – it feels like more yeah. of a natural – he's more it gifted is. in I, that flow. I, it, it goes from um, giving the whole narrative on radio versus just providing captions on TV to, the, to what you're watching. Yeah. Yeah, and having Lamar Heard there next to him instead of somebody else also – well, Lamar, Lamar's going to make people sound good. Lamar Hurd's very good Lamar's at his job. Lamar's very good at his job. But yep. it, he was awesome. They were both good last night. I mean, it was a, it was a fun game. I you know I, I don't know what the rest of the season's going to hold. They're Just probably not going to be very play good. Play like that. Just have fun. You're Let not going to make 23 threes every game, but uh, that was entertaining. I, I thought seeing Lillard continue his MVP stretch, and I'm never going to take, speaking of taking greatness for granted, that will never get old for me. Somebody had a tweet last night basically like, it's almost funny that we can turn on games and I'm almost surprised. Oh, there he goes again. It's like, I just expect it now at this point every game. I turn on and he's going to go for 40-plus or 50-plus or have a triple-double. He's going to do something crazy. Anthony Simons continues to be a concern, will be a concern the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just not you're not getting a ton. He had a couple of threes right out of the gate last night. You're like, all right, he's bouncing back. And then there was essentially nothing. And yeah. so, I mean, this team is largely going to be determined on, does Dame go off? If Dame goes off, that opens things up for everybody else. Everybody else's life becomes easier. If Dame has an off night, I don't think you have a chance in dark hell of winning a game uh, because you're just so reliant on your best player right now. Seeing Shaden Sharp add to his bag offensively was amazing. God, like, that dunk from the free throw line. He nearly jumped from the Holy free throw line. Crap. He, he took a guy off the dribble and did a little crossover fadeaway, put his back to the hoop. He's like he, looking good. He's adding to his bag a little bit, go. and that's exactly the kind of thing you want to look for in the second half of the year. And then, you know, guys like Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel. Reddish had a pretty good game, game one. Wasn't great last night. Matisse Thibault knocked down four threes last night. I think that's happened one time in his entire career. So that's not going to be the norm. But I think the rest of this year is about figuring out, do any of these guys work? Can you find anything with them? How do they fit alongside Damian Lillard? Can they find some consistency? The best part about the trade deadline, though, for me now, that it's kind of in hindsight, is is opening a runway for Shaden Sharp. He should be playing 30 minutes a night the rest of the season. 30 because, minutes? Dude, get his ass out there. What are we doing? <laughs> like, I, Give the guy 15 shots in 30 minutes a night, okay? We're not going anywhere this year. We're not winning anything this year. <laughs> Let the kid play. Let yes. the kid work on his game and get ready for next year. Oh, baby, call me.
We got a baby Kobe. He was great last night. Oh, time, he man. was good. He's he looked good the last couple games. Yeah, he's found his footing a little bit. It was um, hilarious that Josh Hart knocked down all his threes in his first game as a Nick, and Matisse Thibault looked like Larry Bird last night. Because Josh Hart would not shoot in Portland, gets to New York, and now he can't miss. And Matisse Thibault, everybody said this guy has no offensive game, and he knocks down four threes. Let's carry this over. We got the Cronin audio. We'll get to that today. Samus Findiari of Light Years Pod covering the Warriors is going to join us. That's the daily ticker today, and that'll be at 8.30. We got the mail sack at 8.15. The mail sack for new listeners. Any and all questions are welcome at the fan text line at 503 503- 864-6326. That's 503-864-6326. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. We'll get to that at 815, but we got a loaded second hour. We're going to carry over some Blazer stuff next. Dirt and Sprague. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.